Welcome to Telford, your best, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, uncut, unrivaled. The greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, it's that time again. That's right. It's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, and with me, as always, my co-host and partner in crime, Mr. My Man Link. I'm sorry. My phone started ringing. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to call him back later. <laughs> I guess so. But, yep, yep. Folks, I'm excited about this week. Me and too. Let me, tell, let me tell you why. We're doing something a little bit different. We're not doing a TV show or... Uh, or, or a movie like we normally do, horror, stuff like that. No, no. We're going to be looking at a comic book. Or, for all you mature readers out there, a graphic novel. And it's based off of something that we, at, here at Tales from the Abyss, something we absolutely love. So, my man Link, why don't you uh, tell the folks what we're talking about? Jay, we're talking about that uh, Batman 89 that was published uh, from August 2021 to July of 2022. Yes, very recent, very recent. Very recent. Six issues, Jay. And like you said, once you put the six issues together and you buy it uh, all together, it's a graphic novel. Then it becomes a graphic novel. And what a graphic novel. I don't know how uh, yours came. Mine, I had the hardcover. And once you you remove the beautiful sleeve that comes in that has Michael Keaton with that beautiful logo, that gold and black on top that says Mm -hmm. Batman 89, Man, the thing looks like a BHS. They did it all school looking. You see, do you one up me? I did not get the hardcover. Oh, you didn't? So, uh, yeah. No, I ended up having to read it, read it digitally. Uh, to be honest with okay. you, as much as I love comic books and stuff, I mean, this was actually the first like actual full graphic novel I've read in a long time. Oh wow! See, once a year I read them, but you brought up this whole thing to me and I said man this sounds like something because I forgot that this came out and I was like I stopped collecting a very long time ago and I usually go once a year to the uh, to the comic book store and pick some stuff up but I didn't see this because I'm pretty sure this was a hit when it came out yeah um, I think it's awesome I like how they're bringing back this whole Tim Burton universe thing you know they're trying it on screen uh, coming up, as we talked about in our last episode, the new Flash trailer, Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman is there. Yeah. And, uh, now now we have a full sequel series based on that Burtonverse, you know, that takes place after Batman Returns, which came out in, what, 92, I believe? Yeah, well, that's, so, what, that's what they did. They ignore uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Um that basically they made this look like that was from another Earth. From this is Batman from Earth eighty nine, and the other ones are going to be Batman from Earth ninety seven, an alternative universe that I hope they never revisit. I hope not. <laughs> so this, I mean, they've been trying to do this for a very long time, and you know what was so cool about this that they actually got the uh, the original writer. Sam Sam Ham and they yeah. brought him in. They brought him in to write this. And man, this is dark, is gritty, is interesting. It's just it really makes you feel like you're rewatching the uh the original Batman. I mean, it's that good. This is a well written I mean, story when you read it all together. Very I, I agree with you. Um it's it's got definitely got that Tim Burton feel with the uh you know with the art design and and the uh, story and the script. I mean, I mean, a lot of this story is about Harvey Dent slash Two Face. That's what this and, is about. And it and it's the Billy D. Williams Harvey Dent from you know Batman eighty nine. So and, and then now since it takes place after Batman Returns, we see you know the likeness of Michael Keaton as Batman. Only this time he's got some gray hair on the sides. So, yeah, and he's got a lot of experience on how to combat crime now. Right, right. And it was awesome. I mean, now as far as the actual story, I liked this take on Harvey Two-Face. Yes. I thought it was different. Um, to me, it feels like that they took a lot of cues from Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Because um, there's a wonderful episode about Harvey Two-Face Actually, it's a two-parter from the animated series 
where instead of, you know, in this comic book, in, in this story, he's dating Barbara Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Uh, where in the animated series, he was dating Pamela Isley, who is, you know, uh, Poison Ivy. Yes. Yeah, they switched so, it around on this one. Right. They switched it around, but, you know, it's, it's the same basic story. But I did, I really did like how they they gave Harvey Dent the story because in the first two Burton movies, hell, I don't even think Harvey Dent was in Batman Returns, was he? Mm, I don't remember him if he was. He had that good of a part. I mean, he was briefly. I don't. I don't think he was. No, I mean, Billy Dean was only in the first one for, what, five minutes? Five minutes. Yeah. I mean, hey, speaking of Billy Dean Williams, how excited he must be right now. Because all of these these old characters have started gaining cult status. And now they're coming back in comic books. I mean, he already had Lando get his own uh, comic book series uh, from Marvel. Yeah, now Billy Dean is an icon, man. Yeah, I think he's I think he's one of the coolest swabbest motherfuckers out there. Yeah, I mean he had everybody. I mean, who else can do it? Uh, the the uh, what was it? The Colt Forty Five beer. Yeah. Who else can make you drink malt liquor with that kind of a, a, a playboy demeanor to him? Oh man, he doesn't walk. He glides. Yeah, he glides, bro. He glides. Yeah, I, I mean, he was even cool when he got off a limousine in that uh, comic book man show. To buy the ginormous uh, Millennium Falcon for, I think it was one of his grandkids, I think it was. Oh, yeah, the, that big one that hung from the ceiling. Yeah, that he, he said it's mine anyway, but okay, yeah. you're going to sell it to me. Yeah, Billy did, man, Billy did ever walk in my store to say, I need this for my grandson. Take it, sir. <laughs> yeah, Billy, man, Billy D, uh, Billy D stole the show in this. And this, you got, you got two... Uh, Two basically two things going on in Gotham, and you have this this fake uh, criminals dressing like the Joker, and this fake vigilantes dressing like Batman, mm-hmm. and they're racing havoc all over Gotham City. Oh yeah, <clears throat> the real Joker doesn't show up in this. No, because if you recall, he this died. Is the Burton verse, so the Jack Nicholson Joker is dead. He's dead. He died. So this is what follow up. A bunch of people trying to beat him and, and break uh, break the law. So, you know, we also found out on this one how the penny came to be. It saved Batman's life. That's right. Yep, that giant penny. That <laughs> giant penny. We we find that was that was cool, man. That they did. That was one of the cool things about this about this specific book. How they did that. But yeah, they added little nuances from the movies, you know, like, you know, you see Max Shrek's logo mm-hmm. from, from Batman Returns, you know. And of course, we get a return of Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, which Catwoman. is my all-time favorite Catwoman. And she's uh, she's not very lovable on this. I mean, she's got her, her little funny thing going on because, I mean, Alfred is funny because she left a cat behind in the house and Alfred does not want nothing to do with the cat. Yeah. He's already but, taking care of, of Bruce Wayne. He doesn't need a, a cat. Cats that require a lot of attention. Yeah, this cat woman, she's got her teeth and things out, buddy. Her claws are ready to go. Bro, she ain't no joke, man. But Harvey from yeah. the get go, they they I mean, he's there with his uh coin and he's he's I mean, he's <clears throat> really trying to change that's that's how well written this is. Uh-huh. He's trying to change Gotham. He knows the criminal element of Gotham, and a good Batman story is always written in a way where the, uh, where some good guy trying to do something good ends up terribly in bad shape and turns turns into the 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 uh, the villain. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they got their eyes all over Batman because they don't want. I mean, yeah, Batman because they feel that Commissioner Gordon pretty much has a a secret hitman. In Batman, that he just puts this light, this bat light at the sky, and here yep. comes Mr. Bruce Wayne dressing up like Batman and going and handling the business of for the city. Yep. Man, I, and they, they really did a good job with uh with uh Bruce with Bruce Wayne making him look like like uh Michael Keaton. Oh, the the, the likenesses and the artwork throughout are, are spot on, like for real. Yeah. Um, it was very, very well done. And I mean, it looked like an older Bruce Wayne from that Burton verse. From that Burton. And some of the early art in this, before they uh, they turn him into Harvey Dent, 
Mm-hmm. They do this special thing with the the shadow hitting his face. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like Two-Face, but not really Two-Face. Yeah, but, that was that was pretty clever though. Yeah, that was very clever, but I noticed all that kind of stuff and then, you know, they they show the uh the poor areas of Gotham and they got this character that was uh they were going to uh Marlon was a Marlon Wayan that was going to be this character on the uh Yeah, supposedly back when they were trying to show it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rumor has it that when they were developing Batman Returns, Robin was in the original script and Marlon Wayans had already been cast and was in training. And I thought that was real good that they were going to do it that way because that's about the most original thing that they can do, you know? I mean, I trust, I mean, I would have trusted Tim Burton with it. I mean, I mean, look at all the crap that he got for casting Michael Keaton at Batman back in the day. If the internet had been around in 1987, 88, whenever Keaton was cast. He would have never gotten a chance. He would have never gotten a chance. Ben Affleck that know, wouldn't know half of how bad things can get. <laughs> oh my God, dude. He would have been. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is, uh, Harvey Bullock is in here too. They did a great job with him. He looks a lot like the animated series Harvey Bullock. That's what you were. That's what. You, that's one of the things that you brought up that I figured that that uh, that one looks just like him. Yeah, and uh, James Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, looks like the James Gordon from the animated series as well. Yeah, he died on this. Uh huh. Yeah, Harvey went on a killing spree. Harvey, Two Face, man, he got pissed. This one, they call this one Shadows, the whole arc. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fitting. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. But definitely, man, just action-packed, beautiful art. I can't, man, I can't tell you how, how good this thing is. This this was a great, great read. Definitely, I wish they did more. I think they'll come out with a volume two. I mean, they had that Batman 66 story uh you know comic series that came out that ran for a long time too i had that i had a lot of that that was but uh, I, based on the tv on the tv show on the early tv show right yeah based off of uh burt uh burt ward as robin and Adam uh-huh. Bat- yeah that one was exciting but, but i read something interesting today about this batman 89 comic series and they have come out and said that it takes place in the same universe as Superman 78. Yes, it does. I've not put that connection yet together, but they say it does. What if they put both of them together now? Well, I mean, they do have the Superman 78 comic series, too. Yeah, so, I, have, I haven't gotten to that, but I'm intrigued by it, too. I'm a little intrigued. You know, Christopher Reeve, to me, is Superman, always. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, it's, it's hard to duplicate him. No, man. Christopher Reeve, I mean, they could get, I don't, I, nothing against Henry Cavill. I thought Henry Cavill was a pretty good Superman. I, I think he did a great job. I think he should have never got him uh, released. I, I just think he was in some bad movies. Definitely, so, definitely. They needed to revamp their writing. Right. But, and now they're going to get a brand new Superman, apparently, James Gunn, and, you know, he's rewriting the whole thing. So, but I, I am very interested in that Superman 78 comic series, just for the sheer fact, mainly, I want to see how it ties into this Batman 89 universe. Would be interesting. It would be interesting if they do a Batman 89 and Superman 78 type of crossover thing going on. I mean, if they can do He-Man and Thundercats crossover, why not? Why not, man? Because this would be interesting. But I, I I, really think that they should write a few more. But then again, I don't know how expensive uh, Sam Hamm is. I mean, he can't be cheap. He I basically mean, no. just he basically just gave you <clears throat> the script for a movie on this, and they turned it into a graphic novel. Exactly, yeah. To me, it, just, it reads and feels like a third Tim Burton movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, a good one. Yeah, I mean, not that popcorn, neon-lighted bullshit we got with Batman Forever. No, they should, I mean, no, that, oh, jeez, that was terrible. Oh, God, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face was t- awful. I don't care what anybody says. I know Tommy Lee Jones is a great actor, great American actor. I like him, too, in a lot of stuff, but he... Add as Two Face. Uh, U.S. Marshals is incredible. 
Ah, the Fugitive, Sam Gerard, I love. Uh, man, the Fugitive, U.S. Marshals, that was that was yeah. so good. But no, that's as Two Face. I mean, it was just one of those things where he just didn't. The writing was awful on that. It wasn't. It wasn't very good. And the art on this, man, the way that they do this, when we finally get a, uh, you know, Drake and uh, and Bruce Wayne go and save uh, Harvey, who's uh, finally takes this box that uh, Selena's trying to get. <clears throat> it's the box that has uh, man, all the secrets of Gotham. Yeah. Everything that we ever wanted. Yeah. And man. That damn, they got Batman with his backs against the wall. He's got to retire. He's out there with a mask trying to play vigilante with a lot of his gadgets. Drake is Batman. Don't forget, Batman and Bruce Wayne slash Bruce Wayne carries around a lot of guilt in this story as well. Yeah, no, they wrote like I said. This is dark and gritty. This is not a. This is none of that friendly Batman. This is like, like the darkest side of all the comics is in here. Yeah, I, I think there's some darker stories out there, but I mean, but as far as the take of that whole, you know, the, the whole look of the whole, the whole graphic novel is just straight out of Tim Burton world. Straight out. And, and if you're as big a fan of Batman 89 as me and Link are, it, it's a must read, hands down. Yeah, man, you know what? Another part that took me away when uh, Harvey Dent finally goes down trying to save Drake and his face is all messed up and all these people are out there. He's calling Barbara. All these people are out there going crazy, trying to trying to be like, they're like, they can't believe how the, how bad he, he is. And they take mm -hmm. him to the hospital. <clears throat> and then when he wakes up at the hospital or before he wakes up, he's having like this dream where everything is good and he survived. And then they take you out, and they show you that it's there was just a dream. Yep. Man, that was that that thing because I really thought I was. I said, "Oh, okay, he made it. Wow, what's going on here?" Oh, I did for a split second too, and I was like, "Oh, well, he came out of it." Yeah, and then, <laughs> nope. and then they show you that now, and then you know a lot of it. That's how intense it gets in this part. Now they show you that he's totally addictive. To uh, pain pills, so he's got like two hundred and some pain pills, and he's out there going crazy. After man, more sulfuric... jacked up than Motley Crue, man. Yeah, after <laughs> the sulfuric acid got him, so he's out there, man, like just going insane, and with yep. his coin, telling Barbara that everything's gonna be all right, but he's he's out there demented. Catwoman at this point is doing her play on Batman, while the city's beginning to burn. Yeah, literally burn. Yeah, literally burn. I mean, and there's fires everywhere. Batman and Catwoman just and just like, when this is taking place, man, that's what I'm envisioning all of this in my my head. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, Tim Burton with a with some good uh, studio production showcasing Gotham City. What he usually he takes and makes a combination of London and New York City. Man, to me, Which, as I was reading this, one of my first thoughts was, wow, another missed opportunity for Billy D. Because that, Billy D, Billy D, Billy D yeah, had some chances in movie roles in the late 70s, early 80s, actually throughout the 80s, that he could have gotten or should have taken or missed out, or just whatever the case was, it seems like me, Billy D missed out on a lot of juicy roles in a lot of top movies that I think would have just shot him into superstar status. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, think about his role in Nighthawks was cut on the editing room floor, unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was a prima donna back then. I don't know. I don't know. If I don't know, but I'm just saying. I think he could have. If they had made a movie back then based on this story, he would have done just fine with it. Oh, he would have. He would have, buddy. He would have taken this to a whole other level. I mean, he was awesome as Lando Carician. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, even in uh, yeah. Well, what was it? Last Sky, the Last Skywalker, Last whatever the third stupid sequel trilogy movie was. <laughs> he was in that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been Star. I'm sorry. Last Jedi pissed me off about Star Wars. I'm still mad about it. Yeah, no, that Star Wars. As far as uh, I, I agree with Liam Neeson. They need to tone it down a little bit because they have dilute the magic of Star Wars now with all the the overproduction of it. Yeah, I think it's complete. I mean, when you and I were younger, Star Wars. If you wanted more Star Wars outside of your you know, of the original trilogy, you had video games and books. And those were like, and comic books. books. Those three things yeah. kept the thing alive for a long time. And the books were so, red, red hot, bro. I know. I love the books. Yeah. The, the Timothy Zahn books were amazing. Yeah, they were red hot back then. People, that was like yeah. an event. That was like a movie coming out. Timothy Zahn wrote a, uh, um, a trilogy of books about I think it was General Thrawn is the name. Anyway, uh, it's basically a sequel to Return of the Jedi, and it's the proper sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the one that we got. I, I Force Awakens. I don't have a problem with that movie to be honest. It's the other two that just made me mad. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, no. The Force Awakens wasn't that bad. No. So but. once uh. Once uh, this whole thing, you know, the the art once again the art is incredible. I mean, it, it, when Harvey wakes up and he takes off, man, the coloring of that bluish and gray, he looks like a zombie. Uh huh. He's they show him when he's he's loading up on the pills and singing. He basically hits this police officer that is guarding the door or a medic or something, and he he makes his getaway in the middle of the night. Oh, yep, out of there, buddy. And he's eating them pills like they're candy, bro. Popping them like Skittles. Yeah, and you know who he's going for now. Now, you know, Drake is uh, confronting a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And he's not confronting a bad way, but he knows who Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is, is uh, Batman. Right, right. Uh, well, here's a good question for you, then. What did you think of the look of Robin in this story? Well, it was good. I mean, they already did it. They did him as a girl once in The Dark Knight Returns. Right, right. I, I mean, nothing against that. It's just I just didn't buy that, Robin. I the, didn't buy it. The one here? No, the one in Dark Knight Returns. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It, was, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't memorable or nothing like that. Um, definitely, definitely... Um, on this one, and he doesn't even call himself Robin yet on this one. He calls himself Avenging Eagle or something like that. Well, yeah, I, he gets named Robin because he said he was going to he's going to go be robbing somebody, and somebody thought he says somebody thought he said his name was Robin. That's yeah, what the, yeah, that's that's how that came about. But uh, yeah, Avenging yeah. Eagle, uh, he said you already are bad, and I, and I like birds or something like that. So, so that's here's another scene in this one that is actually. Real memorable, and that is when Harvey Dent is in the tunnels, and there's two tunnels behind him. One that is perfectly done, and the other one that is all destroyed and, and raggedy, and he's standing in front of it, and it's like looking into his face, basically. Right, looking at himself. Yeah, that one was very memorable. At this point, you know, Bruce Wayne is over there in his house having dinner with uh with Drake, and they're pretty much going to team up here to, uh, to race hell, but Catwoman is all over the place. Still, uh... Creating problems because, uh, like I said, this is not your your friendly Catwoman. Now, Catwoman had a little bit too much catnip before this night. Yeah, and uh, Harvey is going on his killing spree. Man, Harvey's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go. You want to get nuts? Come on. Yeah, Let's get he, nuts. he's t torturing people, tying them up like straight out of Reservoir Dogs. It reminded <laughs> me a lot of something Jack Bauer would do. Man, it reminded me of Reservoir Dogs. Oh, and, that too. Yeah. yeah, and he was, and now he's got this gang of jokers that are following him around. Yep, that little gang of followers. Yeah, and you know, Commissioner Gordon is out there having a moment with his daughter. Right. And she's destroyed too, and then, pow, all hell breaks loose again as the police is chasing Batman and, and Avenging Eagle or Drake. And Alfred is out there trying to help him out, but by this point, all hell has broken loose in that city, and there's bullets are flying all over, and you know who's behind it all. 
Yep. Hard. He got a lot in face, man. Yep. He's going out there and he's going to steal that briefcase. He's also going to kidnap Commissioner Gordon to get away. By, by this point, Two Face is like, screw this. I am taking matters into my own hands. Yeah. He even hits Harvey Bullock. He even shoots him. Yep. We never. Oh, hold on. Harvey is a big enough target, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't going to miss that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, at this point, he takes him in, and I guess he, he kills Commissioner Gordon, too. Yeah, sure does. And I mean, he straight up went to towns, straight up like John Rambo, the end of First Blood on that little small town. Piece. Yeah, and if you notice, by then, he's wearing that killer uh, traditional Harvey Dent suit, the one with all yeah. the, the, the stripes. Yeah, the striped suit, yep. <laughs> and Barbara's coming to arrest him. That's one of those things. That part about Barbara, you know, having to go arrest Harvey reminded me a lot of the final episode at the end of Tulsa King. Yep, yep, yep. And just like that, guess who shows up and ruins the day again? Who's that? Catwoman. Yep, Catwoman says... If anybody's fucking shit up, I'm a part of it. Oh my god! And things, things from there, things take a turn for the worse because now you got a Bruce Wayne just took a hell of a beating. He's yeah. down and out. Catwoman is coming to help him, or she thinks she saved him. But Harvey Dan is uh, he just took out Falcone, who told Falcone pretty much told him, "Man, I, you may have this politicians in your pocket." But I control the entire city. Everything that goes up and down. I got a thousand killers under my uh, my payroll. And you know mm -hmm. what Harvey Dent does, right? Go ahead. He says he's going to do one for the people of Gotham. And he blows his head off. That's right. That's crazy. Everybody a favor so says Harvey. Man, Harvey Dent. And he, he did it with the coin, too. <laughs> of course. Oh, God. No, he didn't go anywhere without that damn coin. No, and he's also, by then, he's winning everybody in the worst of neighborhoods or the most, uh, the, the you know, the neighborhoods that are, are going through the hardest time because he's giving, uh, he's giving away all kinds of money. Yep. You know, so so at this point, when, when Drake tries to stop him, all Harvey does is say, hey, come here. He shot the old man, Otis. And yeah, the 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 elderly elderly gentleman that was always nice to Harvey as a youngster. Yeah, so you know everybody jumps on Drake to beat the yeah. sh to beat the hell out of him and blame him like for a him. Cherokee drum. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like saving Harvey, who at this point he says he's got to, and this is a good part here when Harvey Dent, uh, Alfred tells uh, Bruce Wayne that uh, Harvey Dent just called and he's requesting an audience with you in twenty minutes. <laughs> and there it shows he shows up and Bruce is in a wheelchair and apparently he has switched the coins and he's trying to trick Harvey. Yep, trying to confuse him. Yeah, trying to confuse him and see if they can do the right thing and they can take care of business in the right way. But man, there's no there's no helping this guy out. Because once again, who comes in and ruins the day? The good old Catwoman. Good old Catwoman, and man, that she apparently she believes he can't be safe. Um, this one is once again it takes us to Batman eighty nine again because um, the it reminds us of the Joker when he was hand when he was about to fall. Oh yeah, and but on the top of the church. Yeah, Bruce is out here trying to save man. He's trying to save Harvey, but he just said it was time for us to let go. Harvey said, there's no saving me, man. Yeah. Like, I can't be saved. A lot of damage has been done. Yep, yep. He said the two Gotham's, they're gone. We won. They're, they're one now. We won. Because right. he believes that he changed the game and that everybody has money. He said it was worth it. And he said we can finally let go. And he let go of the cable. And boom, he's gone. And Bruce yeah. is upset. Catwoman is all... Feeling that Bruce is uh, there, she shows uh, her her psychopathic demeanor, and she feels that Bruce is ungrateful. Right. And that well, he. I mean, they say Cat's got nine lives, but apparently Cat Catwoman's got 
nine other personalities. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. She, 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 um, and she's staking her cat back, which she had with a microphone on him. Which I right. Spying on folks. Yeah. I can't believe that, uh, the, she pulled one on Bruce Wayne. And I guess a lot of it. Well, has you to may do. gotta throw in another plot twist somewhere. Yeah, and I guess a lot of it had to do since Alfred didn't even mess with the cat because he didn't want the cat around. No, man, he didn't want none of that at all. And at all. and this is the part where they they make you pretty much believe that there may be a follow up to all of this as Batman. Uh, I mean, Bruce Wayne is hooking up Drake with a uh, his own little uh, uh, vehicle. To go fight mm -hmm. crime, and he's telling him that he'll help him out, and then you know Drake asks him if he can help him get the girl adopted. The little girl adopted, but Barbara was sent. They sent Barbara, uh, Gord, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, Selena sent her all the information that was in the box, so she has, so she has all the power, and she knows that Bruce Wayne is uh, Batman. Batman. Yep. yep. But the secrets we, get out. That's what it was all about, too, really, if you think about it. There was just a box full of secrets. Uh, the the upper echelon of, of Gotham City is very dirty. Yeah. And oh, break it as the politicians. I mean, they're, they're all dirty. I mean, that's part of the Batman lore, though. That's yeah. kind of what, you know, the underground mob stuff and the corruption from the executives, you know, up top. I mean, that's part of... Thank me, thank goodness for the brilliant, young, smart filmmakers who came along and they exploited that to a T. Yeah. Because they, they, I mean, I don't know. I don't see, well, maybe. The last one wasn't that bad. They did a yeah. good job with a lot of this stuff, the last one. And yeah, towards the end, man, the end was excellent. Here's, oh, yeah. <laughs> here is Michael Keaton playing Bruce Wayne as a drawing of him, of course. Yep. And he's dreaming of uh, that perfect life. Like he's in a yep. party and he's kissing the daughter. The wife is there. I think mom and pop are on the way up. Mm -hmm. And he's out there flipping a coin. And I guess Alfred asked him if, uh, to wake him up. He had asked Alfred to wake him up at midnight. And there's the, the bat signal out in the air as he's flipping a coin or whatever he goes out or not. And that's how it goes. I, I think he does. <laughs> oh, man. And that's how it ends. And I wish it would have ended on this. I really wish that uh, I really wish that they would do a uh, a follow-up, more of this. And, you know, let me bring up uh, Joe Quinones. They, they, the, the Spanish, the last name is pronounced differently than in English. I'm going to pronounce it correctly, even though nobody would give a shit. Um, uh -huh. the, the designer, you know, the person who... Uh, who did the uh, the 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 design on all of this? Joe Quinone, he did a great job on this. To everybody involved should yeah. be applauded. I the mean, letters they, were... they, 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 I mean, the lettering, the artwork, the colors. The letters, seemed... the letters was Clayton Cowles. The coloring was Leonardo Ito. The editors <laughs> were Andrew Marino and Andy Kuuri. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name. I think it's an Indian name. I don't want to butcher it, but uh, they did a great <laughs> they did a great job on all of this. Well, yeah. I mean, if they if you can sit down and read it and totally be transported back to a Batman universe from eight, 1989, then they've done one hell of a job. Yeah, man. It brought it brought back it brought back some great 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 memories. It really did. Well, I just like how, I mean, the story and stuff is pretty dark. And, you know, and the images are dark because those Batman movies were filmed at nighttime. So, but it's not too dark. It's not too dark for you not to see anything. It's not too dark for you not to understand. So they did, like you said, the inking, penciling, all of this is outstanding. Yeah, I mean, it's the, um, this was, um, man, oh, this was special, man. This was special. This was uh, one of those, uh, one of those things that I'm, I'm glad they waited and they didn't rush it out there because they've been trying to do it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But this, this man, this was like a movie. It was like reading a movie. It was outstanding. We've, we've been praising it. And I hope, you know, everybody that's listening, I hope they, uh, if you're into Batman, please do. Please go read this. Yeah. You know who was going to play Poison Ivy on the, on the, 
on their version of the follow-up version had they done any more uh, of uh, of the Batmans? Gina Davis. That would have been cool. Gina Davis was a hot commodity back yeah, then. Yeah, Winona Ryder was going to be Barbara Gordon. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Winona, I don't know. She was a popular actress back then, but but she did. But Winona wasn't doing like big time movies at the time. She was more famous for smaller roles. And who she dated every other month. That you know, she dated Johnny Depp. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, and then she got caught shoplifting later on in life. So. Yeah, man, I don't know how these people get so much money and power in their shoplift. I don't know. Maybe they have some kind of a disease. That's, yeah, cocaine's a little drug. But you anyway. think that's what she was? She was a. I yeah. don't know. It seemed to me she had to been on a little something. I mean, because what's her name? She had a a heroin addiction, and that woman always—I don't know what kind of medicine she's on because there's no way to kick that habit without having a. Uh, Something has to replace it. I mean, that's just too strong of a drug. You can see how that dis devastates and destroys people. But they said that uh, the lady that was married to uh, to uh, to Brad Pitt, uh, Angelina Jolie, uh -huh. and now she's uh, normal, or their version of normal. Yep. Man, that's crazy. I don't know. I'm glad I'm scared of needles. Tattoos is a whole other thing. But needles, I'm scared of needles. I could have never been a junkie. I would have never been able to make it. No, I've got, got a tattoo, but it's only one. Uh, no, but people would have been waiting for me to <laughs> be like, hey, man, it's your turn to hit the heroin. I'd be like, okay, later, later. Be like, no, uh, I ain't. <laughs> I yeah. Would, yeah, I would have never made it as a junkie. I'm scared of needles, man. Those things, ugh. Oh, even to draw blood. I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that, uh, let me. Let yeah, me I'm, not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it either. My wife is a nurse, and. So Some she, of the stories I hear. Yeah, she's seen it all. She's seen all kinds of stuff, man. I used to deliver food for uh for the pharmaceutical reps in my younger days. Uh-huh. Man, I used to walk out of that hospital always scared because you get to go to areas where you're not even supposed to go just to deliver the food, you know, because that's where the doctors are working. Especially close to the emergency room, man. I saw a guy jumping one time with his chest open. Oh my god. Even the the, the nurses and them, they said, Hey, I'm sorry, you were not supposed to see that. I said, that's too late. I'm going to go and fucking drink my afternoon away after what I've seen. Um, no kidding. Hey, going back to this uh, Superman 78, it came out August uh -huh. of 2021. And the uh, the main characters are, of course, Superman, Louis Lane, Lex Luthor, who also is, I think, in real life, Lex Luthor is, uh, what's the name of the guy from Amazon? Lex Luthor and who? Who's the guy from Amazon, the owner? Oh, um, I forgot his name too. Yeah, I forgot his name, but I th I've always thought of him as the the real life uh, Lex Luthor. I know who you're talking about. I, I uh, remember. Uh, anyway, uh, and then Brainiac. Okay, Brainiac's yeah. cool. Yeah, That's a different so, different villain, you know. Yeah, so I gotta check this out, man. I gotta definitely gonna see if I can get the graphic novel for this Batman seventy eight because that's that's that was some good Batman. I mean Superman. I'm sorry, Superman seventy eight. Yeah, I think it's cool, too. I mean, I think eventually we'll get a Batman 95, you know, off of Batman Forever, so. Ooh. I'm, I'm saying it's coming. No, but it's the, coming. you know what it is? With the response to this uh, Flash movie, isn't yeah. it crazy? We did we did a DC last week. We talked about a trailer. That's how, that's how deep this thing is. And this week, we're actually doing DC again. Yeah. And it wasn't even, we didn't even plan it. We just had the urge to talk about uh, Batman 89 since we both now have read the story and we know how good it is. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was definitely well worth doing a show about. Yeah. And in other news, out in the, the, the horror world, the big boss is called Cocaine Bear. Yes, and I want to see this. Me too. But, you know, in real life, the bear didn't last long. Oh, I know. But still, man, I mean, a, cocaine, a, a bear that's doing lines or, or snacking on big old packages of coke, I am in. It yeah, happened over people up with gourd, body parts, yeah, no, definitely. I, 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 I want to see it. I got to work all weekend. Uh, but I definitely want to see it. Hey, another thing that we wanted to bring up in the show is uh, rest in peace to the original uh, actor 
from uh, from a creature from the Black Lagoon, the Universal uh, monster from 1954, uh, Riku Browning. Once okay. again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Jay can correct me. And I don't he, even know who it is, but go ahead. Uh, well, he passed away at the age of 93. Yeah. You know, the creature Woo. from the Black Lagoon was pretty big back then. and uh, 93 is a damn good life. Man, I tell you, he was on Thunderball. He was on Hello Down Here. He was on okay. Caddyshack. Never Say Never Caddy Again. Caddyshack. Yeah. Never Say Love Never that. Again. And he made his directorial debut in 1973 Sea Lion movie called Salty. He also, right. he also co-created the classic franchise Flipper. I liked Flipper when I was a kid. God, no. I was not a Flipper guy. No, you were not? No, man. I was not. Like, when I was a kid, I was not into this live action. The only live action show I watched was probably The Dukes of Hazard. Oh, okay, man. Picking up The Dukes well, of Hazard. Well, except for maybe Knight Rider. I, I did watch Knight Rider. Oh man, love me some Night Rider. But I speak, still love Night Rider. Speaking of the Dukes of Hazard, man, I still go back and watch them. Well, like we were talking about some of the shit that goes on on television today. It's like it's such a ugh. I such know, but they got a ban. They got a ban the Dukes of Hazard for having the, you yeah. know, the, the rebel flag on top of the car. Yeah, but they were actually like good guys. Like I don't know, man. Like they, uh, they, lots of family values in those shows. In those yeah, episodes. man. Like I was watching it last week. I was watching it and uh. Man, it was crazy. I was watching the episode where they they steal the president's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the limo. It's been and, about that one. Yeah, and Buzz Hogg is just trying to take it. And they're like, we're going to make it. Roscoe's like, you're going to make money from it. And, and uh, Buzz Hogg basically has, he has a shop shop on, top, on the city away yeah. from everybody's path. And he's like, no, I'm going to deliver it to the president myself. Oh, God. Straight from Hazard County. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God. The Dukes of Hazard. I saw an episode recently where uh, the, some kid, some bad guys, they kidnapped um, Loretta Lynn, the country singer. Uh-huh. And, of course, the Duke boys got to go rescue Loretta Lynn, who somehow was coming through Hazard County that didn't even have a red light. I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, that's a great show, man. It's a good time. It's easy. It's corny. Yeah, I love it. But it's so much more down-to-earth and so much more uh, family-oriented than anything you're going to find today. And I'm sorry, but if you've ever watched the show and if you've ever thought old old Uncle Jesse Duke would ever be any kind, anything close to being racist, then... You're wrong, because Uncle Jesse will take anybody from any sex, any country, any skin color. He would take them in. Yeah, no, he was a. The show was about people, people with values, and uh, it's a shame that they have, uh, you know, like John Schneider. John Schneider. Schneider. Let me see. Uh, yeah, he has. His, a, unfortunately, his wife just passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. John Schneider. Okay, John Schneider. He has a show on YouTube, little show, where he talks about the show. And he basically a lot of the things that he says in the show is just for people to study this and make their own their own assumption, you know, their their own opinions instead of somebody else. Because that's the thing, you know, they, they want to put this show down because they had the uh, the flag, the rebel flag on top of the car. But all the boys really did always was go around helping people out. They had value. Every episode. Every, every episode. Epi every episode. But this one, the one that I'm telling you about, the, the episode in which the uh, the president's limo was was uh, <laughs> taken, it was Cooter who took it for a joyride because he was admiring. Cooter, man. Yeah, next thing you know, man, he's down the dirt road. <laughs> and I was dying laughing because he just, he started how daydreaming in front of it. And one thing led to another. And man, he's, uh, he's out there with it. Uh, dude, speaking of stuff I've been watching this past week, since we have a couple minutes here, actually, my lasagna is almost done. Oh, man, but, uh, I got to go downstairs and cook. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. But I haven't either. Uh, my wife's not working. I'm going to try to have dinner done before she gets home. You better. I know I better. I want to, I'm not getting into it. But, uh, um, what I was going to say was stuff I've been watching this week, and I, uh, Link, I sent you and our friend Rini Rico a link 
to this video on YouTube, and it's from a channel called Space Ice. And if you've never seen this, please look it up. If you are an old, if you are a fan of old school action movies like me and Lincoln are, like Van Damme, Seagal, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all of them, watch that channel because this guy's take on some of those classic movies are hilarious. So I definitely recommend the YouTube channel Space Ice. Space Ice. I watched one on the Van Damme movie Sudden Death the other night, and I was laughing so hard, I was crying. And let me tell you something. By the time tomorrow hits around in this show, this show, come, it'll come out tonight, but uh, by the time this show actually uh, is out there on all the platforms tomorrow, by then we'll already have the first episode of The Mandalorian. That's right. I forgot that was coming back. 17 hours for The Mandalorian, babe. Yeah. the 10. I may I may let it pile up and then finish it off. I don't know, man. I feel like there's just too much series coming out. I'm getting lost. Like, <laughs> man, it gets it gets really? crazy. I mean, I right? just finished the I just finished season four of Twenty Four. I watched Jack Bauer kick a little ass for Woo! a few days. And another another uh, superhero uh, news: the antihero Venom is actually Venom Three is currently in pre production. Hopefully mm. Tom Hardy will return. Well, I wasn't a big I was I love Tom Hardy, but I was not a huge fan of the first two Venom movies. No, you were not. Uh, um, uh, I guess they need the 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 Marvel touch. They were not done by Marvel. Marvel. Well, I think that's going to be done by Marvel now, right? I think so. I think they should be. I mean, Venom. Been. I mean, Venom showed up at the end of uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah. Another news: uh, Carson Wentz has been released by the. Uh, <laughs> I almost call them that name that I'm supposed to call them. Uh, by the 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 uh, Washington uh, football team, uh, well, commanders, well, commanders, commanders. They're well, called the commanders, and uh, he has been taken in by the Atlanta Falcons. Christ! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh man, I was getting that. I was legit getting that right there. And everybody is <laughs> shot. And I'm sh- like, look, hey Carson, <laughs> Carson Wentz needs to call up your old buddy Baker Mayfield, and they can be greeters at Walmart. And in Charlotte, in Charlotte, everybody was today like he's got a relationship with uh with Frank Raj. I'm like, man, please, whatever that man does, don't do not call that man over here, please and thank you. I'm mm-hmm. actually looking forward with some hope for the next season. And well, I would, I would yeah. hate to see Carson Woods there. And uh, yeah, we don't need him. Thank you. Take care, Carson Woods. You're a great man. Go somewhere else. Retire. Yeah, kick, yeah, kick rocks. Pass oh, in. man. And, and another news, the MLS season has begun. Jay does, could care less. But I was man. in the coldest game ever on an opening day. Man, the last time I was in a game, in a non-football game, that cold, I was in Philadelphia in uh, 09 or 08. Watching the Atlanta Braves and the Phillies play, and I had to leave during the eighth inning. There was no flurries coming down. Light snow <laughs> flurries, but there was no flurries coming down. I'm glad you brought up baseball. I'm so glad it's coming back in a few weeks. In a few weeks, buddy. Opening day. Hey, I'll be doing a uh, Linderman's Picks. I'll be doing an MLB special coming up. Come, I hope so, man. I hope so. We need more specials from uh, from uh, from your uh, your your weekly picks. And a big shout out to uh, Randy Rico, who uh, last night he released an episode and a very good one at that. Yeah, Randy, good job, my man, talking about the movie Scream. Yeah, Jay, and he, very good information there. Very good show. Jay was giving him all kinds of hell because the, the man was under the weather and couldn't release the show. Uh, no, I didn't say shit Jay to that was, guy. Jay was threatening him. Jay was very <laughs> mean to him. I said, man, I'm staying hey. out of here. Hey, Remy's shorter than me. He's got to look up at me. So uh, <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, man, Remy, I don't mess with them Marines. Let him say whatever he wants. Just do what you're told, and you'll be. Uh, all right. I was just busting balls a little bit. He was saying he didn't know if he could get one out because he had been ill. And, yeah, he'd uh, been ill. I politely said, "Well, sir, you have not worked here long enough to take a day off." <laughs> <laughs> but last night he hit us with one, and I got to say, it's real. It was a real good one, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, to the new screen movie. I think it's going to be a, a real solid hit. Yes, I got a feeling. I, I got a feeling that that's going to be the one that, that takes us uh 
that really hits that out of the park this year as far as horror is concerned? It's between that or the Evil Dead. I, I, I re as far as horror is concerned, yeah, absolutely. Those two, Evil Dead Rise, that's going to be very good, I think. Yeah. But I'm also looking forward to Creed 3. So. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about in horror. In the horror world, I think those are the two that may show up this year. We may have some sleepers out there, that you know, because the year is still young, but. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Jay, so if you want to plug anything else, we're ready to wrap this episode up so Jay can go work on his lasagna and I can go downstairs and cook me some food and feed a little mountain lion that I got around here all upset because I've been working all day. Well, I just uh, yeah, Linderman's Pigs, I'll be uh, dropping some new pigs this Friday. And just real quick, just to let everybody know, you know, every weekend I pick eight games. Last weekend we went seven and one. Ooh. Yeah. The only loss came in college basketball, but I'll go over all that uh, Friday. Uh, Rennie Rico, I know he's planning to drop another episode later this week. So, Tales from the Biz, man, we're taking off. Our numbers are going up, too. Man, ratings. This is the year of the good ratings, buddy. And big shout-out to our friend, Dave Fuller, the Busher Dabashi, who always listens to the show and always texts us back to let us know how we did. Yeah, he always he he normally sends me something. So yeah, that, that yeah. Cool, very very cool gym. Yeah, I, this morning I was sending him before I went to work. I was uh, I was waiting for the Chick Fil A to open so I can gargle down or, or scarf down some some chicken sandwich, and I was sending him some Ric Flair, old Ric Flair footage. He loved it. Oh, yeah, man. I love me some old school. Uh, Ric Flair, Flair stands there on, t on national television counting $5,000. And he's like, you should walk, shouldn't walk around with anything less. And here's five, he gives Tony Schiavone $500. He said, here's $500. Do something about that suit by the time I come back next week, guy. What I saw. <laughs> so I saw so I saw something hilarious about Ric Flair the other day, and I died laughing. Big shout out. He just turned 73, right? Yeah. I mean, he killed me the other day. I watched an older interview from the old NWA show. And uh, he's, what was it? He's, he goes, yes. He goes, <laughs> a big shout out to all the women over there in Texas. Because even though the nature boy has never wear or owned a pair of jeans or cowboy boots in his life, When he left the great state of Texas, all the women said, now there goes an all-around cowboy. <laughs> man, nobody could cut promos like that guy. Oh, God, I love it, man. Man, if he, was, if he was around today, they definitely, like he said it before, he said it a few times, he said if he was around, they, they would have definitely had to uh, open the checkbook, Roddy, man. And it's a shame that... Yeah, Roddy Piper had some good ones too. Yeah, Roddy Piper definitely was uh, solid when it came to uh, promos because then, you know, the the Brock was another master at, at promos, but they were more cartoonish than. Yeah. With a little bit of satire in there. It was all mixed up in there. And uh, yeah, it was good, man. Some people. Ray Flair is the man. Yeah, when it comes to promos, there's there's no yeah. there's no one out there that could do it like him. Nope. No. It was, it was, I mean, definitely that's, it's hard to believe that, that, uh, yeah, he wasn't, he said he wasn't playing a role and I believe him. I do too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So folks, there you have it for the great Jay Lenderman. I am Link, letting everybody know. Thank you for tuning in all of our platforms out there. We thank each and every one of them, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, and the list goes on and on. We are very grateful this year. We have a great audience and, uh, man, business is looking good. Everything is looking top-notch, so stay safe out there. And whatever you do, if you can pick up Batman 89, do yourself a favor. If you're a fan of this uh, franchise, of the early Batman, the one with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, and you will not regret it. It's Read Batman it. 89. Read it. It's a hell of a joyride. Have fun out there, America. Stay safe.